After two years of high school, William Morgan joined the Navy. He served until he was medically discharged from the Navy, and then about a month after I was medically discharged, I started going to sea. That was in 1943. He got married and bounced around to different jobs on the water for the next few years. In 1952, a job on the Preston opened up, and with a couple of exceptions due to funding shortages, Bill Morgan spent the rest of his career on the Preston. He started as a deckhand. When I first started work, I made $1.45 an hour. You were a little bit of a lumberjack, choker setter, deckhand. You had to be a little bit of everything. During the week, he would live on the boat. When I first went to work on the boat, I was living south of Seattle in Redondo Beach. We'd done considerable amount of work we did was done on the Skash River. So I would just go up and just stay all week on the, on the boat and then just go home on weekends. On the nights the crew stayed on board, what did the guys do? Oh, they'd go ashore and maybe have a few beers or uh, maybe stay aboard and play cards or go to a movie or, or in some cases you'd have friends that lived in a particular town you were in. And it was just uh, whatever the person wanted to do himself. Sometimes they crew would get together and go someplace together, and sometimes they just go by themselves. Part of the Preston's charge was to respond to snag-related emergencies. Sometimes, they'd have to get creative to break up some of the mass of trees and debris. I remember one night, don't exactly remember what year it was, we were working on the lower part of the Skagit, and a river came up extremely high, and uh, a bunch of logs and broomsticks came down river and hung up on the old wooden North Fork Bridge. And uh, then all of, everything come down and build up upriver from that. And so they called us up there. And just about all the rest to do was to push up in the current. It was, it was running so hard. How did you guys end up breaking the log jam up? Well, Captain Merch at that time was skipper. And he was a very good skipper. Uh, he took a few chances sometimes, but they were necessary chances. What we would do, we uh, ran the boat at full steam and went right up on top of the logs and then lower our bow spot down about oh, four or five feet, and then back up, and that's where we broke it. Actually, back up hard enough, and we break the logs until everything finally drifted around through the draw of the bridge, came down river. There was so much, we just had to let it go. There was no way in the world we could ever catch it either, because it was going so fast down the river. But afterwards, well, we had quite a bit of snagging up on the scattered flats. We were up there about, well, probably six months. In addition to massive log jams, the Preston spent quite a bit of time clearing everything from derelict docks to sunken barges. We picked up full-size barges anywhere from 100 to 130 feet long. We'd raise them off the bottom and then uh, push them into shallow ground at that high tide and then work on them at low tide where we could actually uh, get right out there with chainsaws. And there's even been times where we could use dynamite and actually blew them apart. We picked up fishing boats, picked up one in Blaine uh, that had had a collision with another fishing boat. But this one was about a 74-foot bottom trawler, and we raised it. Some divers had gone down, and they had literally cut the screw off. There was no propeller on it. You could see where the shaft had actually been cut with a hacksaw. This took quite a bit of time. <laughs> the I divers know. wanted that propeller quite bad for the time they spent doing it. Bill Morgan told a fun story about an interaction he had with Captain Hamburg when Hamburg was still chief mate and Captain Ronning. We had all these logs lashed alongside, and one outboard log was lashed singly, so I got down and was going to let that slip the line off. But Captain Hamburg, he let the other line go. 
Down I went, and mud cleared him almost to my waist. Captain Roninger, he turned around and looked at me, and he said, what are you doing down there? <laughs> and Hamburg, he laughed so hard that he had to go back inside the boat because he's afraid he was going to make me mad, <laughs> particularly since he'd done it. <laughs> These two seem to have a great working relationship. In their interviews, they both mentioned being good friends with each other. Because of this story, I wonder if there wasn't a bit of a rivalry amongst the former captains. If so, I think Bill Morgan might have won when they hauled in this snag. Oh, I would say the uh, largest one, actually, as far as snag or log goes, probably was a, a huge old uh, hemlock. And it was about probably nine foot at one end and eight foot at the other end and about 35 feet long. It must have been about uh, 30 tons. 30 tons. That's insane. Just for comparison, that's about the same weight as an adult humpback whale. While the Preston was mostly used for snags and debris clearing, occasionally they'd be roped into controlled burns of derelict houseboats on Lake Union in Seattle. We used to work with the Seattle Harbor Patrol. We were burning a considerable amount of houseboats. We would burn them right down to the logs. But this one particular time, we had gone through this one houseboat and we uh, broke the water line. We used to go in and open all the valves or water lines we could, so there was no water remaining in the lines for any possible uh, explosions or anything like this. So we set out a fire. It was really burning pretty good, particularly when the old tar paper roofs and all, they were really going going strong. And uh, here come this hard police boat heading up towards the Mount Lake Cut. And he was really had it hooked on full bore. He was going emergency or something anyway. But we're all standing on the deck there watching this houseboat burn. And all of a sudden, there's a terrific explosion. And here goes this hot water tank flying across, across the water, lit right in front of the police boat. It was rather funny, but it could have been rather serious, too, if we'd have hit the police boat, that is. <laughs> I didn't really know that particular hard policeman. I knew quite a few of the others, and they, they all made comments about it. They thought it was real funny. One of them I knew quite well. He says, that'll sure look good on the front page of the Seattle P.I. Preston Torpedoes, <laughs> Seattle Police Boat <laughs> with water tank. <laughs> I love this image of the crew on the Preston. The houseboat's ablaze. Maybe boredom has begun to set in. I mean, they've done this a few times, each time uneventful. Their minds beginning to drift when suddenly, bang! Whoosh! Fight or flight kicks in before they even really know what's going on. Then they see it, a white cylinder rocketing towards the police boat. Their minds beginning to do physics calculations, like a little league player the first time at bat. What's the angle between the boat and the tank? How fast is the tank traveling? Do their paths intersect? Then the relief when they don't. It's interesting how many great stories seem to come from terrifying moments. The interview with Captain Morgan had many great stories, and so this episode has been broken up into two parts. You can hear part two elsewhere on this tour. This podcast was created by Adam Farnsworth and Sonic Bazaar, with sponsorship by the Anacortes Museum Foundation, in conjunction with the Anacortes Museum and the Maritime Heritage Center. Our theme song is Dill Pickles by Heftone Banjo Orchestra, and is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Share-Alike license. The W.T. Preston is an active museum boat and can be visited and toured to find out more about the Preston, please visit www.anacortiswa.gov slash 379 slash WT hyphen Preston hyphen Maritime hyphen Center. Thank you. Thank you.